0: Ready for a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Welcome, welcome to the Starter Zone, your home for the weekly news from around the world. Your host for this journey, Amanda.
1: Everybody's mad about something today.
0: She's going to bring you everything you need to hear about entertainment, gaming, and maybe just a little bit bizarre. Hold tight, because here... She comes.
1: Thank you so much, Raven, for that warm, warm welcome as always. Hello there, my friends. Good day to you all. Welcome back to the Starter Zone. I am your guide, Amanda. And it is time to bring you the headlines from all of the entertainment news sources. Today is October the 19th. Let's take a look at what we're going to be covering today so NSYNC is back and the fans are just overjoyed there's a Sergio Brown update Britney just can't stand in the news these days there's a surprising acting retirement announcement a few goodbyes and our box office breakdown and more get comfy everyone let's get started All right, well, let's get this thing started with a little bit of music news. Okay, full disclosure. I grew up in the boy band era, the era where it was almost a must to choose a side, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Now, publicly, my friends and I, we were Backstreeters. We could do the music. You know, we were also choir geeks. And our male friends got the choreography down. So, you know, anytime we all got together, good times had by all. But honestly, I liked both bands. It was just a good time for music. So now here we are 20 years later. And NSYNC is gearing up to unveil their music video for their reunion track called Better Place. And they're showing love to the fans in the process of this part one of a two-part fan documentary that was released on their youtube channel back on october the 13th highlighting five of NSYNC's biggest fans you know those the ones who know every word every dance move every harmony in the band's discography and in the clip of this video the group of fans find out that they're actually going to be starring in the upcoming music video for Better Place each of them representing a different member of NSYNC Justin Timberlake JC Chazé, Chris Kirkpatrick, Joey Fatone, and Lance Bass. The upcoming second video is set to showcase these super fans standing in for the band members and becoming in sync as they perform choreography from the movie Trolls Band Together. By the way, that film will hit theaters on November 17th. So Better Place is going to mark NSYNC's first musical release since 2002 when the Neptune remix of Girlfriend featuring Nelly arrived. And it comes just days after the group stepped on stage together at the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards in order to present the award for Best Pop to Taylor Swift for Antihero. The group last took the VMA stage back in 2013, 10 years ago, for Timberlake's Video Vanguard Award medley performance. There are so many videos on social media of my generation dusting off the dance moves. They're getting ready for an sync tour. I mean, I look, I'll admit it. I would completely go. The arena would be absolutely just electric. And I'm seriously looking forward to this next Trolls movie, too. I mean, the last two had some banging music, and I expect no less from this one. And now who's ready for some sports news? So a few episodes ago, I talked a little bit about the ongoing saga of Sergio Brown. Sergio Brown is a former NFL player, and he has been missing since the body of his mother, Myrtle Brown, age 73, was found in a creek behind her home in Maywood, Illinois, back on September the 16th. Relatives had alerted the police, saying they were unable to find or contact her or her son, according to the police. Now, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office determined she died from injuries as a result of an assault, and the manner of death was ruled a homicide at that point. It was suspected that Sergio was in Mexico after a really strange video was posted to his Instagram, and it was appearing to show Sergio in this tropical location just rambling about fake news and claiming he thought his mother was on vacation. Well, on October the 10th, Brown was actually taken into custody when he re-entered the U.S. from Mexico by way of San Diego. Mexican law enforcement officers have actually known about Brown's whereabouts since at least the 19th of September, but he was officially deported after the authorities in Illinois had obtained an arrest warrant for first-degree murder. He didn't go quietly into the night, though. Footage has emerged showing the former NFL star brawling on a plane with Mexican officers as they were trying to extradite him back to the United States. Here's a little bit of a snippet of a video that was taken during this meltdown. Thank you for participating. I was going to Columbia. I'm from Chicago. I should not be
0: going to Tijuana. Let me go.
1: This is kidnapping! Cameras, please! All right. Full video. I watched it. He looks a little unstable. He sounds unstable, too. But to be honest, all right, look. Dude's facing a murder charge for killing his mother. I would probably be just a little unstable, too. I'm going to go ahead and link to the full video. But basically, it kind of goes all down like this. Two Mexican immigration officers are seen attempting to restrain the ex-NFL player. He then shoves one of them into the aisle and begins to try and strike him while the officer's deflecting blows. Brown then grabs hold of the officer's uniform really close to his neck and starts shouting, let me go. He then appears to be appealing to the other passengers and starts crying, this is kidnapping. Well, at one point, a doctor begins to try and actually calm him down by offering Brown a glass of water. But another passenger who it was understood that they were a hostage negotiator who was also traveling on the plane and fearing what Brown might do, shouts, don't give him a glass or shouts, no glass. So the rest of the clip goes on and it shows that Brown's really agitated and he's ranting and waving his arms as the officers are attempting to restrain him. Now, this dispute was filmed by a fellow passenger by the name of Michelle Williams. And she said it took officials over an hour and a half to just get brown off the plane look like I said I do understand his panic because okay murder charge pending but fighting the authorities on a plane is not gonna go well for you and now in more sports and crime news a superior court judge has ordered star Memphis recruit Mikey Williams to stand trial on six felony gun charges which is really putting his immediate Basketball future into doubt. You think Judge Sherry Thompson Taylor scheduled Williams's arraignment for August, October the 24th, but she denied the prosecution's request to increase his bail to five hundred thousand. Williams has been out on a fifty fifty thousand dollar bond since he was arrested back in April April 13th. Williams is currently enrolled in online classes at the University of Memphis and is remaining on the basketball roster, but. He doesn't have access to the team facilities or the activities and his status with the program is going to be determined when the court case is resolved. And that's according to the school that said late last month, the Tigers from Memphis began practice back on September 25th. They're scheduled to open their season November 6th at home against Jackson State. But Williams, who faces five charges of assault with a weapon and one count of firing into an occupied vehicle, well, he could be sentenced up to 28 years in, prince, in prison if he's convicted on all the accounts. All right, great, fine. But what exactly happened? What's the situation here? Go back to March 27th. There's a shooting at his home in unincorporated Jamul, which is in eastern San Diego County California. An argument just before midnight ended with gunshots being fired at a car that was leaving the house with like five passengers in it according to the San Diego County Sheriff's Department. Bullets hit the car, but thankfully no one was injured. Awesome news, really. The deputy district attorney said he might add more charges after testimony during a preliminary hearing that there were six people in the car and witnesses said that Williams was the shooter and he was the one who threatened them. So a sheriff's deputy described the gun and said that the gun was not found during a search warrant that was served at Williams' home on April the 13th, but a handgun and other weapons were found. So following a morning recess in the proceedings, the uh, district attorney told the judge he'd received reports from someone in the courtroom saying members of the gallery, where, you know, the people in the the audience, that's actually more than likely a, a public proceeding thing. They're making hand gestures and facial expressions that, could be construed as attempting to intimidate a witness. Massive, massive no-no. So he then asked the judge to clear the courtroom if it continued, and she warned the public she's not going to tolerate any of this. She didn't clear the courtroom on this one, but gave a warning. Williams, why is he really such a big deal? Well, Williams was one of the earliest players to be able to secure a multi-year deal with Shoe and athletic apparel maker of Puma for an undisclosed amount back in 2021. He had millions of followers across his social media platforms before they disappeared. It looks like he might have deactivated them. Now, remember, it's only been recently changed that NCAA players across the board could make money off of their own likenesses. It was usually they, they couldn't be paid for any of this. And I hope for his sake, Mr. Williams didn't act a fool and mess up with his budding career. And now with all that being said, let's move on to some entertainment news. I promise one day we are going to go a week without a Britney Spears headline, but it's not this week. Britney Spears is in trouble with the law for driving yet again, and this time it's after being pulled over by the California Highway Patrol. Did it again. The 41 year old princess of pop had previously been busted by the highway patrol for driving at a quote unsafe speed just last year. So here it is a year later, and the oops, I did it again singer was pulled over and ticketed for driving without a license or having proof of insurance in her car. According to the court documents that were obtained, uh, she was just caught, pulled over, and this was done back on September the 10th, but it's not clear why exactly she was pulled over they just found no license and she couldn't provide any kind of evidence of financial responsibility which is also known as insurance and of course these are not arrestable offenses so she was just cited for i think it was a fine of about eleven hundred dollars by the the california patrol and she's got to pay up by october the 24th which is also the date of her court appearance and ironically Is also the day uh, that her highly anticipated memoir called The Woman and Me is scheduled for release. By the way that's gonna be narrated, uh, the audiobook form is narrated by Michelle Williams so very cool stuff. Fortunately though the pop star won't actually have to physically appear in court that day. However it was noted she's been ticketed for speeding several times over the past few years. June 2019, for example, she was busted by the Venture County Sheriff's Department for driving at an unsafe speed. And although her driving privileges were revoked during the conservatorship thing, that lasted from February 2008 to November of 21. It kind of seems like Britney's pretty happy to be back on the road, despite the charges she might face. My opinion, she might need to take a driving refresher course, you know, just in case. Anywho, anyone up for a free 24-hour anime channel? Anybody? Yay, I'm not alone. So Crunchyroll has launched its own 24-hour anime channel, exclusively in the U.S. at the moment. The free ad-supported channel launched across the U.S. back on October the 11th and is currently available on LG channels, Roku, and Vizio Watch Free. The service also joined Amazon's Freebie back on October the 17th. So the Crunchyroll channel is gonna feature a, a launch lineup of older anime shows dubbed in English. This includes Horimiya, Ranking of Kings, Moriarty the Petrio, Psychopaths, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, To Your Eternity, and Code Chaos. Okay, all right, I gotta share this. I was listening to a, like a whole playlist of theme songs for some of these older anime. I wanted to check them out. And I had no clue that Utada Hikaru had done a song for To Your Eternity. And I kind of had it on a loop for a little while, and now I'm going to kind of loop you in. By the way, that's the opening theme song for Season 2 of For Your Eternity, and it's actually called Pink Blood. Anywho, so... Newer and more premium shows are going to remain part of Crunchyroll subscription and the ad-supported streaming services. So this, this free channel, it's a collaboration between Crunchyroll and the Game Show Network, both of which now under Sony Picture Entertainment. Sony actually bought Crunchyroll back in 2021, and it more recently merged it with the animating, anime streaming service of Funimation. But to balance that news out, Crunchyroll has to pay an equal portion of, I think it was $30,000 to eligible users after reaching a settlement in a class action lawsuit. Yeah, they got sued. September of 22, Crunchyroll allegedly released personally identical information from subscribers to several third-party companies like, you know, Facebook. And according to the Kroll Settlement Administration, Crunchyroll is going to have to pay some claimants out an equal portion of the $30,000 settlement amount with es- estimates suggesting, I think anyone who submits a claim for the suit probably going to get like 30 bucks. Yeah, better than nothing I guess. Eligibility applies to anyone with a Crunchyroll subscription from September the 8th through September the 20th. There's not a lot of concrete information at this time about when the eligible users who submit the claim will receive any payment, although The deadline for submission to make a claim is December the 12th of 2023. So eligible users should receive an email with the information about this potential payout and all eligible users can find the claim form on the Kroll Settlement Administration's official website. I'll link that down in the comments as well. All right. Y'all comfy? Because I'm serious. This next story, it's a bit of a mess. All right. So apparently Britney Spears is not the only one releasing a memoir. Jada Pinkett Smith has one coming out as well, and things are already getting kind of ugly. In a preview of an NBC News and Today show special tied to the upcoming memoir called Worthy, the star revealed that she and Will Smith had been separated since 2016, despite showing up as a united front in public. Okay, she cannot be serious. What was the slap at the Oscars all about then? The host, Hoda Kotb, said it was not a divorce on paper, but it was a divorce. Jada Pinkett Smith kind of confirmed this and revealed that they're currently living separately. Literally, she moved out. She's got her own place and it's not with him. Pinkett Smith then explained why the two never formally announced the separation. She said, quote, I think just not being ready yet. Still trying to figure out between the two of us how to be in a partnership, right? And in regards to how do we present that to people you know, and we hadn't figured that out, unquote. So the Red Table talk host went on to say that there were a lot of things that caused a fracture in her relationship to Smith. I personally, insisting on an open marriage might have been a factor, Jada, and a certain person by the name of August Alsina, but I digress. She went on to say, quote, I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both kind of just stuck in our own fantasies of what we thought the other person should be, unquote. Despite their separation, Pinkett Smith says she has no plans to file for divorce, admitting later that there was also no prenup signed prior to the wedding. Don't know if that factors in. Just a note. Jada has been on this absolutely massive press tour because of this upcoming book release, but they've also jumped into conversations about Tupac Shakur. It was recently announced by that a man by the name of Dwayne Kefedy Davis has been arrested in connection with the murder of the rapper. So here comes Jada, because apparently they didn't date back in the day, but they kissed, et cetera, et cetera, and she's ready to talk all about it. And allegedly, Tupac also had alopecia, you know, that hair loss condition that Jada says she has that Chris Rock joked about that caused slap, and he So yeah apparently he had it but wanted to hide it and she said they were soulmates but didn't have chemistry enough and that he had proposed to her while she he was in jail at like Rikers Island I think she said back in 95 for reference she and Will Smith married in 97. So now Pinkett's also claiming that the stories about having an open marriage is not true. So if that's the case then she's just a straight out cheater and adulteress so that it kind of has to be asked where's will what about will he's been somewhat quiet on social media as of late ever since the famous well infamous really Oscars incident I mean he shares Instagram pictures and videos from locations where he's filming or the time he's spending with his kids however he did respond to her comments about the upcoming memoir he wrote a letter To Jay Shetty, who relayed the message to Jada on an upcoming episode on the podcast called On Purpose, said, after reading the book, I applaud and honor you. If I had read this book 30 years ago, I definitely would have hugged you more. I'll start now. Welcome to the Authors Club. I love you endlessly. Now go get some Merlot and take a rest. Okay, bro. Will? She was smirking when she confirmed that y'all live separately. I'm not a marriage counselor by any stretch. I'm not your marriage counselor. I don't know the ins and outs. I've read your book. I don't know that I'll read her book. But dang, it just, it feels so disrespectful, especially because she even says in the interview that she did with, with, um, with Hoda B, we haven't called each other husband and wife in a long time. Flat out quote. So, I mean, I guess if you're happy, it just feels wrong. But for the last several days, Jade has been quoted as saying some things that are just really odd and she keeps talking and they keep giving her air time. I mean, I understand book tour got to get those sales, but people are really starting to speculate exactly what her book will fully reveal. How far into certain things is she going to go for those interested? The book did release on October the 17th. So it is now available for sale or pick it up at your local library. Uh, there are some other stories that she's apparently been talking about. Uh, she mentioned how, Once upon a time, Chris Rock had asked her out. Uh, She's also apparently now trying to talk to Will about writing a book together following this whole separation reveal. Uh, She's calling it Don't Try This at Home. Uh, So, you know, good luck to her on that. It almost comes across that. Well, first of all, Chris Rock has publicly said he is ready for Jada to just stop talking. He doesn't want to talk about the past. He's tired of talking about the Oscars. He's tired of talking about the slap. He doesn't want to talk about the fact that he asked her out. I think he's a little embarrassed about that. Will made kind of a comment. Well, he didn't really make a comment so much as he did a little quick video on Instagram called like official announcement. And it was really just a big troll post. It was him sitting there looking all serious. He starts to talk and all of a sudden. Camera pulls back and like pulls all the way out so you could see the earth. I mean, it's just, it was really bizarre. I'm not really sure what he was trying to convey there other than, Him maybe trying to distance himself from all of this but i hope her book sales go well and i'm now waiting to see what else uh, comes out of this book and if that wasn't enough drama let's add a little bit more to it ladies and gentlemen let's welcome amber heard back to the spotlight that might actually be the most applause that woman's gotten in a long time She really did go quiet after losing quite a bit of money and fame and reputability after her trial with her ex Johnny Depp. Depp fans, they clamored pretty darn loudly, demanding that she be fired from Aquaman 2. You know, much like Depp had gotten fired from the Fantastic Bees series, both produced by Warner Brothers. But she wasn't fired. And rumors abounded as to how much screen time was she really going to get then. There were rumors that her parts were cut down to basically nothing. Or some people were like, yeah, she she wasn't fired, but she was cut out completely from the movie. And now there's reports coming out, and this is a bombshell report in Variety, that is detailing apparent attempts by her co-star, Jason Momoa, to get her fired from the DC sequel. Do go on. According to the report, on the same day that the trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom dropped, there were a number of Redditors who paid to obtain documents from the Johnny Depp and Heard defamation trial, and then they went and posted those online. Among those notes are descriptions, and these apparently were scribbled down on a legal pad by Heard's therapist, of Momoa appearing drunk on set, dressed as Depp, as the actor tried to get her fired. The report goes on to say that Heard was, in fact, almost fired as Mira after the release of the 2018 Aquaman movie, but it wasn't because of public drama with Depp, according to Variety. It was honestly just due to a lack of chemistry with Jason Momoa, which, you know, we heard about that kind of testimony in the, the trial. Her agent gave that testimony during the defamation trial. But Hurd wasn't fired and that apparently we now have somebody to blame. Elon Musk of all people. The Variety Report is alleging that her former boyfriend, remember she during the trial it was admitted that she and Musk had dated at one time. He sent one of his lawyers or he had one of his lawyers, send this, I guess you could call it this scorched earth letter to Warner Brothers threatening to burn the house down if they fired her. Warner Brothers got scared, they relented, and brought her back for Lost Kingdom. I mean, Elon, come on. It wasn't worth it, was it? A DC spokesperson actually pushed back on this report against the Momoa allegations in the report saying, look, Jason Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times on the set of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And another source claimed that Momoa never dressed as Johnny Depp, rather he just... He always dresses in this bohemian style. I mean, everything I've seen, that's pretty on brand for Momoa. So, I don't know. It just almost sounds like she's paranoid. But all that still, I mean, the notes from herds therapist in the document say, Jason said he wanted me fired. Jason drunk, late on set, dressing like Johnny, has all the rings too, etc. The notes even go on to say that director James Wan ostracized her on set because of the legal battle with Depp. But once again, a DC spokesperson told Variety, James is known for treating members of his cast and crew with the utmost respect and for fostering a positive, collaborative environment on set. And the Aquaman films were no exception. All right. Personal note, I'm not a fan of Amber Heard. I watched the trial. She just came off as super disingenuous. And the fact that Warner Brothers was paid off keep her in this movie along with the announcement that dc's being rebooted and momoa won't be back as aquaman this movie is going to bomb so bad people have already been talking about boycotting it because of amber alone and that was all the way back from the day of the trial the whole idea that momoa was torturing her by dressing like johnny depp on set i don't know it just seems like she has a problem a pretty major problem and i'm hoping she's still seeking help with that problem i wish her the best of luck because she's going to need it and now a little bit of sad news okay not that kind of sad we'll get to that later the great sir michael kane has announced his retirement from acting at the age of 90. may we all be so lucky this star of stage and screen had a seven decade long career spanned about 160 films a handful of very iconic roles he had said he would bow out on a career high following glowing reviews of this final film that he just did the oliver parker directed the great escaper released earlier this month the british film is actually based on true events and features sir michael as bernie jordan a second world war veteran who sneaks out of his care home and boards a ferry to be able to attend the 70th anniversary commemoration of the D-Day landing over in Normandy. And though his performance was extremely widely praised, Sir Michael, who grew up in Southeast London in the wake of the Second World War as the son of a a fish market porter, has spoken of his decision not to pursue any further roles and in that career, just on this high note. He's going out on his terms. Bless him for that he's choosing you know what this is it for me I think I've done enough he was absolutely amazing as Alfred in the Christopher Nolan Batman series Arthur in the Kingsman series and who can forget his outing as Nigel in the Austin Powers Gold Member movie and I'm going to share with you one of my absolute favorite lines that Michael Caine ever delivered and it was his part of Alfred in the Batman Begins movie
0: why do we force So that we can learn to pick ourselves up.
1: I just don't know what it is about that particular line. It just, it hits me every time. It's just, it's it's beautifully delivered. Uh, He was such a fantastic actor. And I know Michael Caine did so much more, long career. And I, for one, I'm praising him on knowing when to call it quits. He's going to be very well missed, but I'm going to go enjoy some of his other movies. I don't know. Maybe I'll go put in prestige and let's go check back on that one. I wish him a happy retirement. All right, let's switch some gears and time to download the gaming news. Well, it finally happened. It took two years and they had to go over many roadblocks, but the biggest buyout in video game history has finally been completed microsoft has officially purchased activision blizzard for an incredible 69 billion nice. Nice. nice 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 and now in one fell swoop this expands xbox's first party offering to encompass everything from call of duty to world of warcraft well thoughts immediately returned to game pass and how its library of games may expand well xbox boss phil spencer has already said works but already started they were working on bringing activision blizzard games to game pass although he suggested look it's going to probably take some time for them to show up they've got some work to do activision blizzard itself has pretty much indicated that this year's diablo 4 and call of duty modern warfare 3 isn't going to hit the subscription service until next year 2024 A cursory glance online shows that a lot of Blizzard workers are pretty happy with the new corporate overlord, but controversial CEO Bobby Kotick has announced he's sticking around only until the end of the year, ending a 30-year tenure at the top of Activision. In recent years, Activision Blizzard employees have issued a number of complaints about sexism, toxic work culture, and some have even walked out over reports that Bobby Kotick failed to make the company's board aware of allegations of rape and other serious misconduct. California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing actually sued Activision Blizzard back in July of 2021, alleging a retaliatory frat boy culture. Of course, Activision Blizzard denied the accusations. But Gareth Sutcliffe, senior games analyst at Ender's Analysis, went and told IGN, Microsoft is going to need to define An immediate succession plan, given that a toxic culture and leadership, was one of the prime reasons why Activision's stock price was so depressed when Microsoft launched his bid. They've got a lot of work to do. Now remember, part of the holdup for this acquisition was the UK's Competition and Markets Authority. All right, how in the world did they get the regulations and the regulators to agree to this deal? What changed? Well, Microsoft actually sold off its cloud gaming rights to Assassin's Creed maker Ubisoft, of all people. This was the whole concern. Microsoft was going to gain too strong of a foothold in the cloud computing world. So as a capitulation to this UK authority, they went ahead and just sold off the cloud side. Now it's owned by Ubisoft. Now, another game worth mentioning in this deal. As part of the acquisition, they now own King maker of one of the biggest mobile games in the world Candy Crush this really could help lay the groundwork for Microsoft to finally break into the mobile gaming market they've been unsuccessful so far so this might give them that much needed foothold but to every upside you've got the downside right with this deal Microsoft has shown they've got some extremely deep cash reserves but those reserves may soon be depleted somewhat because the irs just dinged the xbox maker for a cool 29 billion Uh as reported by cnbc microsoft's big tax bill came to light in an 8k filing and the company disagreed with the claims and it's insisting they're going to contest this in court if it comes to that but first Microsoft's got to go through this IRS administrative appeal, which that honestly can take years. According to Microsoft, the eye-watering tax bill is relating to profits from 2004 to 2013. The main disagreement is the way Microsoft allocated profits during this time period among countries and jurisdictions. Microsoft's also claiming up to $10 billion in taxes it's already paid isn't reflected in the IRS's adjustments. But Microsoft added, it doesn't expect a final resolution in the next 12 months, nor does it expect any significant increase or decrease to its tax contingencies within the next 12 months. And the Xbox maker insisted that as of September 30th, its allowances for the income tax contingencies are adequate. I don't know, adequate doesn't really fill me with confidence, but okay the irs didn't stop the acquisition obviously so you know wondering what the shareholders are gonna think so y'all want to hear something a little messed up there is a streamer by the name of blue squadron he's on twitch mainly streams black desert which is a sandbox oriented fantasy mmorpg as well as he does some irl content all right translation he plays the massively multiplayer online role-playing games and sometimes does some real life content now, although Blue Squadron's got a smaller following, his situation has sparked support in the, ga- the streaming community. All right, what's his situation? A clip of Blue Squadron breaking down on stream after telling the story of how he was fired exploded on Reddit. The clip, which last I checked had over 65,000 views on it, showed the streamer explaining he was fired from his job Due to ex-Guild members contacting his place of work. Not cool. Okay. In real life, Blue was a teacher at a high school. And after being dropped from his Black Desert Guild earlier in the week, and we don't know why, he didn't say why, it's alleged that some of the members contacted the school he worked for and shared the content he'd been unloading. This is not the first instance of this. Teachers have been fired in the past for inappropriate content posted to tiktok blue goes on to explain his content itself wasn't you know not safe for work but it was in a space where there's little that can be done to make the content rated g especially if you're in a guild situation you're going to have a lot of people talking and you could try to you know monitor what they say and bleep them out or ask them hey guys you know don't talk sexist about women type of thing It doesn't work that way, Um, not in an MMO. But the issue here is that Blue Squadron's YouTube channel and Twitch streams were shared with the school, and it showed clips of him swearing and speaking on you know, non-school-appropriate topics. And when he discovered that the school and his students had found out about his channel, he knew it was just a matter of time before he was fired. He also shared in the clip that he was... He feels he disappointed his dad by getting fired. His dad was the department chair at the same school he worked for. Despite losing his job, though, Blue assured the community, you know, he wasn't going anywhere. Due to his love of content creation, Blue says he's going to just double down and focus on streaming. And before signing off for that day, Blue made sure to send appreciation to the school, the students, and the faculty that he got to know during his time there. I'm sorry. I'm, this is just, this one's awful. You have a guy that loves to create content. He doesn't bring his school life into the content. He's very careful to keep them separated. But here comes the content to rat him out. Now he's a liability to the school. So, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I would be absolutely furious. However, Blue, I'm going to call you out just a little bit. What is the number one rule of playing an MMO? We don't share too much information about our real life. We are Superman online. They don't know we're really Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. So how did your former guildies know who you were and where to find you? Okay, look, I used to be a guild master back in my World of Warcraft days. And I played alongside my brother, and I played alongside Raven. The guildies knew Shadow was my brother in real life, but we always called each other by our character names, and outside of talking about our sister Lyric, we kept kind of sort of quiet about personal stuff. Same thing with Raven. They knew that we knew each other for real. It allowed us to, you know, rib on each other and have some leeway about the jokes. No one called us out. And it was a lot of fun, but no matter how close we got to the other members of the guild. We really didn't know much about each other, although all right, I do have a story to tell later. It involves an inflatable sheep. But anyway, I'm sad for this guy. His two worlds collided. He's lost his job. Was it warranted? I personally don't think so, but let's be honest. We have a massive teacher shortage in the United States right now, and pe- teachers are just being let go left and right for stuff like this. And his guild members, what the heck did he do to them for them to go nuclear on him? It cost him his job and his livelihood for what? Honor and glory? I don't know. Seems petty to me, but I wasn't involved in the whole breakup. Now, speaking of petty, let's bop back over to Blizzard. Overwatch 2, Blizzard has come under fire because they have locked their Diablo 4 skins behind a $40 bundle. I'm serious. This was launched back on October the 11th. The Lilith skin for Moira and the Anarius skin for Farah are both part of the $39.99 Ultimate Battle Path Bundle sorry a little bit of a tongue twister there that they are released for Season 7. For those who don't know, Lilith and Inarius are main characters from Blizzard's action role-playing game Diablo 4. Lilith is the demonic mother of Sanctuary and the antagonist of the game but Anarius is a fallen angel who is trying to defend humanity both of these Diablo 4 skins which Blizzard really leaned on to promote the recently launched season 7 Rise of Darkness are exclusively sold through the past bundle there's no other way to get the skins other than forking out real world money it's worth noting the bundle does include nine items including the skins but Shocked Overwatch 2 players reacted in anger, absolute fury to the way Blizzard is making these skins available. There was a thread on the Overwatch subreddit, it's seen like 14,000 upvotes at this point. And a Redditor by the name of Yayo Practical accused Blizzard of being greedy. Quote, saw the new Moira and Ferris skin in the trailer. And was excited for the first time in a long time some of the best looking and only skins for them in a long time and of course it's locked behind a crappy payware bundle not even available for premium battle points but the gd ultimate that they want money for i should have seen this coming way to be greedy and ruin the excitement blizzard unquote yayo practical is one of but many disgruntled players who seriously, just seriously disliked this bundle. A Redditor by the name of Mothman405 said, I had premium currency saved up for this and the battle pass. I am floored. The only way to get it is to pay $40, unquote. The backlash to this Diablo 4 skin issue comes amid this long-running negativity about Overwatch 2, which is honestly currently the worst user-reviewed game ever on Steam. Fans have hit out at Blizzard on just, you know, a number of issues, including replacing the premium Overwatch with the free-to-play Overwatch 2, the controversial decision to cancel Overwatch 2's uh, long-awaited PVE Hero Mode. Apparently that got shut down a while back. And with the new Microsoft Overlords in charge now, it does have to be asked if these controversial microtransactions and bundles are going to continue to make the community mad, Or, you know what? Who are we kidding? Of course they're going to make them mad. And now, Rocket League developer Psyonix has really ticked off their community. So apparently Psyonix has made a very controversial decision to end player-to-player trading, which is leaving a lot of fans questioning whether the racing game is even going to be worth playing anymore. Back on October the 11th, psionic shared the announcement that reveals the removal of the player-to-player trading that goes into effect on December the 5th of 2023. Now alongside this announcement, the developer shared this big long blog post that goes into more detail about the changes that are going to be coming to Rocket League. The post explains the decision was made in order to align with Epic's overall approach to game cosmetics and item shop policies. They also say this opens up future plans for some Rocket League vehicles to come to other Epic Games over time, supporting cross-game ownership. The post does answer a a number of questions about the changes being implemented, including what players should do with the duplicate or unwanted items, if third-party trading websites and previous trades will be affected, you know, a whole lot more. Understandably though, a lot of players use the game's trading feature and so the Rocket League fans are seriously less than happy to hear about these changes. And Psionic shared the news in the game's dedicated subreddit, and the fans, they didn't hesitate at all to share exactly how they felt about the changes in the comments in the, of this post. One of them, one response said, you are further misaligning yourself with your own community and what they want for themselves, and you're killing your game in the process. Of all the things you have done, this is one of the worst decisions in the history of the game, unquote. So it's safe to say, I think, feelings are pretty hurt by this decision. And there is some speculation that the Rocket League Championship Series is going to ultimately shut down and fail. Just due to the reduction in the player base and the popularity. I honestly hope that that's not the case because... know i really like to watch the uh the tournaments on the weekends rocket league is a really fun game to watch in my opinion like i said the changes don't go into effect until december of this year that gives us a month and a half to see what kind of effect that's going to have on the community are people going to go ahead and just bail because they're just not going to wait around for an ultimate failure? are we going to see the player base change at all? I mean, some people just may decide, you know what, it's it's not worth doing the trades, but I'm still having fun, so I'll stick around. So, whether this is a good decision or not is going to remain to be seen. It's really hard to say goodbye, and this week was no exception. Let's take a look at some of those that we lost. Our first memorial this week is a man by the name of Ken Lawley. He was an acclaimed video game voice actor and passed at the age of 52. Lolly voiced NPCs in video games such as Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. But he also had main roles in titles like Mortal Kombat 9. He was the voice of Smoke, Shinnok, and Goro and the remakes for Resident Evil 2 and 3 as character Robert Kendo. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, he played Wayne Woods. Outside of games, he did some guest roles in Heroes and Star Trek Enterprise. Our second a story of the week, A Piece of My Childhood. Suzanne Summers, best known for her roles on Three's Company and Step by Step, has passed. Summers died on sun, Sunday, October the 15th. And would have been 77 on monday the 16th suzanne had been diagnosed with an aggressive form of breast cancer all the way back in 2000 and she'd been fighting to keep it at bay but in a very heartfelt post in july of this year on instagram she announced that it had returned in full force she fought for 23 years i mean what an incredible fighter That puts her right up there, unfortunately, with Olivia Newton-John, also a favorite of mine. We lost her in August of 2022 after she'd spent 30 years fighting an aggressive form of breast cancer. I do remember growing up watching the old Reese Company reruns, and I remember watching Suzanne Somers on there. And I was probably really young, way too young to get a lot of the jokes. But I do remember her showing up in Step by Step, and that was a funny show growing up for me as well and also anybody else remember the thigh master but anyway condolences to both of their families and rest in peace ken and suzanne and on that note let's go check out some movie news now shall we
0: it's time for the box office breakdown
1: Last week, The Exorcist had the top spot, but Swifties are a force to be reckoned with. So, Sahua came out as number one.
0: Oh, well,
1: if any of y'all had guessed that Taylor Swift's The Era Tour would top the box office this weekend, you were right. They took in $128 million dollars shattering the global record for a concert film documenting her blockbuster tour which honestly isn't even over yet the film opened to rave reviews and 96 million at the domestic box office as per comscore the record for a concert film was previously set by michael jackson's this is it back in 2009 at 74 million well coming in to a distant second at the domestic box office was the exorcist believer Taking in 11 million, bringing its two week total to 44.9. Producer Jason Blum was extremely smart indeed to have moved the release date of the franchise reboot up a week in order to directly avoid competition with Taylor. Third place at the box office went to Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie, taking in 7 million in its third week of release for a domestic cumulative of 49.9. Saw X, in its third week as well, took in 5.7, while the creator rounds out the top five for the box office at 4.3. Now, let's see what kind of odd news we were able to find.
0: And now, for something
1: different. Alright guys, be honest with me. Have you ever gotten sick at brunch from bottomless mimosas? Well... If you have, it can now cost you a hefty fee at some restaurants in California. Several eateries in the San Francisco area have adopted this new policy of charging a $50 cleanup fee for anyone who throws up in the restaurant. I do not miss the days of having to clean that up. According to a report from SFGate, vomit incidents have become enough of a problem that popular brunch spots like Kitchen Story and Home Plate have implemented this new fee. A sign was found uh, inside Kitchen Story, and it reads like this. Dear Mimosa lovers, please drink responsibly and know your limits. A $50 cleaning fee will automatically be included on your tab when you throw up in a public area. Thank you so much for your understanding. One of the co-owners of Kitchen Story told SFGate that the sign actually seems to have cut down on the problem. And noted that he hasn't actually had to charge anybody the $50 fee yet. However, before the sign was posted, customers apparently were throwing up pretty frequently. Home Plate also implemented a policy to limit customers to a 90 minute window for bottomless mimosas. Another restaurant in the area called the Sycamore has been de- designated Mimosa Fairies. These are employees who make their way through the tables every well, 15 minutes or so to offer bottomless mimosa refills, however, they have ulterior motives but they're trained to cut off customers who are very visibly intoxicated.
0: Alright,
1: so I'm struggling a little bit with words here. Do people really have issues with over drinking that restaurants are having to threaten a charge of a cleaning fee. When I first read the story, I really thought they were talking about like the bathroom cleanups. And then it hit me that they're talking about the public areas, you know, the tables, the lobby. Don't get me wrong. I love me a good mimosa or two, but wow. Okay. I can barely wait to tell you about this next story though. So Alaska has a national park and preserve called Katmai and they run a popularity contest every year. Fat Bear Week is an annual event held in October commemorating the impressive seasonal preparations that are being made by the brown bears that inhabit this preserve. They're readying themselves for winter hibernation, so, you know, they're feeding, they're bulking up. Rangers create a tournament-style bracket that pit individual bears against each other. Then the, pep- the public will go in They'll check out the cameras, they'll go check out the pictures of all these bears and vote to see who will advance to each round. Voting takes place over several days, and this year they drew more than was it 1.3 million votes from dedicated fans watching the bears. And you can watch them live at explore.org, really cool site. When it comes to packing on the pounds to survive an Alaskan winter, though, this year's undisputed champ is named Grazer. Grazer, who is also known as Bear 128 to the fans of Fat Bear Week, won the year's contest handily by defeating the bear called Chunk with 108,321 votes to 23,134 votes in the finals. According to Grazer's biography on the Katmai website, the large adult female is often one of the fattest bears to collect salmon on the Brooks River inside the park. Park officials call her one of the best anglers in the park she'll fish night and day from many different parts of the river and has been even seen chasing down a fleeing salmon she's determined grazer is one of an estimated 2200 brown bears that call cat my home she's a true mama bear though she's been known to attack the larger bears i mean she'll go after the large males too to make sure that her cubs are safe and she's used her skills successfully to raise two litters of cubs congratulations on winning fat bear wheat grazer have a great hibernation and we will see you next year wow it was a really really busy week for the news i'll tell you what so we had sergio brown finally in custody and Sink is back britney spears can't seem to remember her license or how to drive Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is causing some heartbreak and she's just being weird. Microsoft officially owns Activision Blizzard, but they have a pretty hefty tax bill to pay. Rocket League may be in trouble, but hey, at least we have bears and cleanup fees to worry about. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I do want to remind you, I include the links to all of my sources in the comments so you can see what I see and more. Don't forget to drop a comment or send us an email if there is a story that you want us to cover. Join us next time as we check out the latest in entertainment news. Remember friends, stay comfy in the starter zone. This is Amanda. Good luck and have fun.
0: Listening to the Starter Zone with Amanda. I am Raven. We thank you for your time and support. Without you, we simply would not be. Please hit that like and subscribe button and visit us on Facebook and Twitter at the Starter Zone. Have we missed something? Have something to say? Leave us a comment or send us audio clips for your chance to be on the show we invite you to come back for more exciting news and commentary on the world around you see you next time in the Starter Zone